ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Your Christmas hoes are back <laughs> with more stories about witches' balls <laughs> and skulls on poles. Yep. Skulls on poles. Oh, I like that. I like that. It has a ring to it. It does. It does. Well, we're back. We found yeah. a new article we want to read to you guys. This is uh, a little less creepy pasta and a little more like how. Some yes. of these Christmas traditions that we see as so fun and airy are Actually, terrifying. Kind of sinister, to be honest. Kind of sinister, yeah. yeah. Um, before we start, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, God. What? Did you think any more about, like, weird Christmas things that you've done or, like, gifts you've received or, like, like a bad Christmas memory. Okay, so actually, this happened last year. Thank you for bringing this up. So every year we do like a a white elephant gift, but because we are all adults and there are no kids, sometimes like dirty gifts will get thrown into mm-hmm. it. And so we all like do the white elephant thing where we put all the gifts in the middle and we draw a number, and that's who gets to go and pick the gift, right? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't me, but my mom actually drew a gift and in the gift was a dildo. <laughs> so on Christmas morning, my mom pulls out a dildo. Merry Christmas! No, that's, that was the only thing that I could think of, which was actually really funny. That's and then we joked around hilarious. about giving it to my sister because she's single. And so, you know, <laughs> you know, family friendly. Yeah. You got to help each other out once in a while. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had like a bad holiday gift, except mm. this was just kind of weird. And I was thinking about ordering some of this, like, nostalgic stuff as an adult. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with having infomercial items. Why? So, specifically, I'll go down the list. Space bags. You know, the vacuum bags are, like, shrinks. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even pick up my clothes, let alone organize them. But I was like... Holy shit. I Genius need idea. I need space bags. Oh my god. The other one was Marvin's Magic Drawing Board. Do you remember that? I don't know. So what the commercial made it look like was you get this like black, um, like almost like a chalkboard looking thing. Oh, and the markers were like. And you had a marker. Yes. And you could like, whoo, but it would yes. draw in a rainbow pattern. Right, yes. It yes, was not that. that. Oh so I gosh. did get all of these things too, by the way. Um, so Marvin's, the board itself was like squishy. Hmm. And That's when you weird. would draw, it wouldn't, like, they made it look like slick as paint in right. the commercial. No. It was like. <laughs> Anyways, look up Marvin's magic drawing board. Then the last thing was the perfect pancake maker. I didn't do, I was like. Nine, okay? I wasn't cooking <laughs> shit. I wasn't even pouring my Why cereal. Why are you doing that? Who knows? So the perfect pancake maker was like a, a pan that clamped, and so you okay. could cook it, and then just flip it while it was in the pan. Flip the pan. Okay. However, when this thing arrived, the pan doesn't close. Like, it closes, like, to here. So every, oh like, God. when you flip it, it would go, like, <laughs> it goes all over the place. Oh my god. So, um, yeah, I got all of those things. And now oh. space bags you can buy, like, at Walmart. Those are still great. Literally anywhere. 
those are still fantastic. Yeah. But um, those are things that I asked for as a kid. So I was like, Barbies, space bags. Space bags. Marvin's magic drawing board, perfect pancake maker. Yeah, that is what you wanted. Whatever you saw on TV is what you wanted. Yeah. All right. So that was my... All right. Good. All right. Good time. So this is part two of our 12 Sinister Days of Christmas. Yes. We are reading from an article. We have done zero research. Nope. We skimmed through this article. We yep. want it to be like live reactions because, man, that last one, it it's going to be hard to beat. That was so oh my good. God. It was so good. I'm not going to be able to sleep because he who shall not be named, <laughs> the name was said. They're coming after us. You. I'm, no, you said it too. <laughs> I didn't say his name. Yeah, huh? No. I was like, is no. that how you say and it? I said, like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Uh-oh, I didn't say it. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I picked the drinking word last time. It was successful. You picked the drinking word this time. I mean, I, I feel like we need to say the same drinking word. What about this? Holiday instead of Christmas. Or should we do Christmas? Again? Actually, just keep it Christmas. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be Christmas. Okay. Drinking word is Christmas. We are sipping on some red wine. 19 Crimes by Snoop Doggy Dog. S, how does he say it? S-N-O-P-D-O-G. Also, fun fact, <laughs> my first cell phone was a prepaid Virgin Mobile. Okay. Um, I had it for emergencies only. It was like for kids who aren't from this time. It was like a dollar a minute to talk. Oh, for sure. Text yeah. messaging was, was like, like 50 cents a text. A text. It was like, but, like you, yeah. so you would have to send like a paragraph to yes. get worth it. But back then, if yeah. you wanted, like, a background on your phone, you yep. couldn't just, like, save an Take image. Take a picture, anything like that. You had to buy them. Yes. But you also had to buy ringtones. You did. And mine was... Was it really? <laughs> I had that, too. I didn't even know what pence or cribs oh were. Oh, my God. But I knew the first 30 seconds <laughs> with the pence <laughs> and the crib. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. And I'm, like, eight years old, and I'm, like... <laughs> yeah, pimps in the crib. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I was You're sheltered. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, Christmas is our drinking word. This yes. article comes from bustle.com. It was written by J.R. Thorpe, uh, December 2017. So, almost the exact time as our yeah. last one. So, uh, disclaimer again. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Go just. For it. Just in case, we don't want to get sued, so, um, yeah, please. Uh, these, <laughs> these, our podcasts and videos are for, uh, viewer our entertainment, entertainment purposes only. Viewer, hang on, I, I fucked it up, I fucked it up. Go We've ahead, had some alcohol. Okay, let's think about this. <laughs> our podcasts. Our and podcasts and videos are for <laughs> entertainment purposes only. Everything found was found on the internet. <laughs> it's probably all incorrect. <laughs> Viewer and listen, listener discretion is advice. Some people will find these things to be sinister. So just don't watch it. Just, uh, yeah. Everything was found wow. on the internet. We did great. Good job. Okay. All right. Okay. Who's going first? You. I want okay. to assess him. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, um, 
skipping the introduction. Sorry, JR. Okay, number one is Christmas ornaments evolved from, quote, witch balls. They're back. The goblins from episode one are back. They are back. Okay, so the tradition of hanging toys and treats. Do you hang toys for your tree? No, or treats. I mean, okay. Well, things, things. But I don't really do that either. All so, right. uh, the tradition of hanging things from the Christmas tree is largely German in origin, but the phenomenon of glass blown. Wow. Spheres. I still can't breathe out my nose, so when I take a drink, I like cannot breathe. Okay. So, the phenomenon of glass-blown spheres and baubles may actually be part of a spooky idea dating back to at least the 17th century across Britain and Ireland. Witch balls! <laughs> I am a child. These were glass-blown spheres, sometimes layered on the inside with silver, that were believed to ward off evil spirits. Oh. The national... Museum of Ireland explains, and I quote, the Oxford Dictionary of English Folklore states that their purpose was to attract and neutralize the evil eye of a passing witch either by reflecting it back upon her Ooh. or by puzzling her with the pattern, end quote. The belief at the time was that the bright colors of the ball, after enticing the witch and possibly other darker spirits, would trap them inside it. Oh, I like this. I do too. Thus protected the home from such negativity. Witch balls also gained popularity among the settlers of New England, who sometimes filled them with holy water for added protection. End quote from the National Museum. Wow. Um, witch balls were originally placed in windows, but the process by which they may have moved from the location to the Christmas tree. Mm. That one's mysterious, so it's not far-fetched, though, to suppose that the people wanted to charm away spirits at a particularly holy and important point in the year, saw an opportunity in tree decoration. It's another example of ways in which pagan tradition and the Christmas, or sorry, oh, I'm drink. <laughs> threw that one in there just for fun. Yeah, right. And the Christian belief have melded in. Christmas's history. All right. Mm. You know what's funny, though? Because I'm, I'm like starting to think about this. Like, I feel like I have seen, like, Chris, not Christmas ornaments, but, like, glass spheres hung by windows of, like, older people's houses. I swear to God, I've seen that. Really? Yes. I can say I've never seen that. I have. And I hmm. want to say, like, maybe it's, <clears throat> maybe it was, like, somebody in my family or something, but I'm having, like, this weird, like, deja vu moment where I'm, like, I can see it in my, in a fond memory of mine from when I was a wee little child, but I swear to God, like, what if... I think we should turn this podcast into a spooky Christmas podcast, and that's all we talk about. Okay. I love this. I love these stories. Oh my god, but I've never seen that. Should we Google it? Google it really quick. Okay. Well, we just did. No, but I mean, Google... That's stupid. Why would we Google that? Of course, <laughs> we just 
people. Okay, do all people put glass <laughs> Alexa's memory of uh, witch balls in. <laughs> No, I like that. I like that, like, and, like, maybe that's why ornaments are, like, fancy, because they, like, and they're sparkly, and because it gets the witch's attention. Right, and then it blocks them and traps traps them. them. So all these trees, I wonder what they did with the ornaments when they were done, because they're trapped inside. They can't, like, break them. break them, or it'll release them. Better be careful and not break them. All right, second story. The Irish one celebrated by killing wrens, which a wren is a bird. Yeah. Those of you that do not know. It just looks like a basic ass bird. Too, yeah, it's so. like those little birds that you see all around. <laughs> Seriously, they are. <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> they are. They're the <laughs> little like birds. I'm just You know, they're just like <laughs> birds. <laughs> the little brown birds. Yeah, they, they look they like are cute. little brown Little wrens. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> In Ireland, the Christmas celebrations extend beyond December 25th and up until relatively recently involved bird murder. According to the regional Irish tradition, St. Stephen's Day, which is the 26th, was celebrated by killing a wren, placing it on top of a decorated pole and taking it from the house, from house to house, in a procession, singing and demanding money. Oh my god, I'm googling St. Stephen's Day. Yeah. So, just real quick, why do people celebrate St. Stephen's Day? Commemorates the life of St. Stephen, a Christian deacon in Jerusalem, known for his service to the poor and his status as the first Christian martyr. He was stoned to death wow. in A.D. 36. Wow. All right. <laughs> so there's that. Yep. The precise origins of the idea of wren slaughter are unclear. It's either a reference to an idea that the saint himself, St. Stephen, was betrayed by a wren, a legend about wrens exposing hiding Irish villagers during the Viking raid in the 17 or 700s. Hmm. Hmm. So the tradition known as, quote, going on the wren or Jenny hunting is recorded all the way up to the 1930s in County Sligo and the Isle of Man. And people who gave pennies to bury the wren might also receive a feather from the wren itself to protect against bad luck. While the procession persists in some specific parts of Ireland, wrens themselves remain unmolested. I am so confused by this story. Basically, I was going to say time out, but I was like reading ahead and I'm like, I'm just going to let her ride this one out. Okay. Okay, let's, wait a second. Let's start back at the beginning of the paragraph. I have never heard of going on the wren. It's in quotes, and I've never heard Jenny of Jenny hunting. hunting. And I, I, I'm sorry, but I've never heard of St. Stephen's Day either. And Like, like bury the wren? Um, well, I've never heard of that either. So basically, like, Something they're saying... Well, kind of, but then they give... You receive a feather if you bury the wren? Like, I am so confused. So basically, the wrens want to fucking die to give you good luck. Also, I think 
<laughs> and that, to and be unmolested. <laughs> I think unmolested has another definition because this is just a side story, but I performed at this theater in uh, Clearwater, Florida. So there's okay. lots of alligators. And Scientologists. And okay. Scientologists. But there were signs everywhere saying, please. Unmolested means left in peace. Okay. 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 That makes sense. There were signs everywhere that said, please do not molest the alligators. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Are there people that are like those people? And I just, you know, I'm I'm not that big of an idiot. I assumed there was like a number two definition to the word molest. Leave the alligators alone. (laughs) Like. Did we have to use that word? Could you just say, don't go near the alligators? Right. We had to use the word molest. Molest. Wow. Like some redneck's going to be like, well, I don't want to fuck it. I just want to touch it. <laughs> I'm going to go on. Okay. All right. Number three. Anyways. Whew. Christmas Eve involved burning yourself on alcoholic raisins. That's the title. That's what we're drinking, alcoholic raisins. <laughs> also, I love raisins. No, I do not. You really don't? No, I really don't. I mean, I can eat it in like a trail mix, but no. Oh my God. All right, I'm interested in this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this tradition dates back, dates at least back man i someone needed an editor that's confusing <laughs> this tradition dates at least back to the 1600s in england and is referred in shakespeare dickens austin and agatha christie mm. oh, sorry it's referenced not referred reference same in all difference um the idea of playing snapdragon or flap dragon on christmas eve is now lost but it was a standard part of the season for hundreds of years, even though health and safety would now have a total fit about it. The British <laughs> the British lexicographer. Mm-hmm. Lexicographer. Yep. Do you know what that is? No fucking okay. idea. Francis Gross. There's a lot of grosses. Francis Gross wrote about the rules in 1811. Wow. Quote, Raisins and almonds being put into a bowl of brandy and the candles extinguished, the spirit is set on fire and the company scramble for the raisins. Wow. I think that sounds fun. Why would health and safety not have, be okay with that? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like they're doing good things. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like they're having a great time. Okay. So maybe we'll find out. The fun lay in the fact that the flaming raisins were boiling hot and had to be extinguished by putting them in your mouth. There we go. There it is. (laughs) Yikes. Nothing like burning up all your taste buds. I thought we, it was like, have you ever made like alcoholic gummy bears? We like sell gummy bears. I thought that that's what we were doing with the raisins and the almonds. Yes. No. And then we just, no, we just put out all the candles in the house for some reason. You got to put it out in your mouth. Okay. Okay. Yes. It was particularly played by children. Of course it was. Of course. Four fucking kids. All right. Oh, welcome to the 1800s. Yep. Unsurprisingly, it died out in the 1900s as people started to be less happy about putting out fires and giving children serious burns. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Okay. 
the modern British tradition of soaking the Christmas pudding in brandy and setting it alight just before eating, though, may well come from the same origins. That sounds painful. I've never heard of that one either. I have There's a lot of things in this article that are stated as, like, known facts. Or known traditions. Like, oh, you know, that tradition where they soak pudding and brandy and set it on fire for you to eat? Call it Christmas pudding? Yeah. Yeah, never fucking heard of it. Yeah. All right. The next one, uh, aristocrats elected a small boy to run festivities. Okay. More children in charge. Yeah. All right. If you lived in the late medieval period in England and hung around fancy courts of noblemen, law schools or colleges at Oxford and Cambridge, you'd witness some hilarity around Christmas. Christmas. All of them elected a small boy around Christmas called the Lord of Misrule. Oh, yeah. To conduct all the celebrations for them. Medieval England held these celebrations where the social hierarchy was turned on its head a few times in the year, but the Lord of Misrule at Christmas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we chill? Was one of the cutest versions. <coughs> they were in charge of all the parties of the court, from elaborate balls to big feasts, and were paid court just as if they were real nobles. Hmm. Cathedrals did the same, electing a boy bishop every year from the boy choristers who performed all the religious ceremonies of the cathedral from December 28th onwards, including giving sermons. One sermon from a boy bishop involves his wish that all his school teachers could be hanged. <laughs> I'm not took a turn. I had the last sentence. I was like, wait, where, where is this, this going? going? Yeah. Okay, but right. I can see why this was hilarious, but also, like, what was the point? I don't know that the boy bishop wanted all of his school teachers to be well, I mean, like, what was the like, point of putting the kids in church for this long of time? I don't know. Okay, how long was it again? From December 28th onward. onward. So it didn't really say, like, when it ended. Um, yeah, so basically kids got in there like, okay, listen, I want to kill all my all, teachers. All of <laughs> Parents. They all need to hang. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Wow. All okay. right, let's go to the next one. The Christmas Day feast was a flaming boar's head. Which, maybe this will play into why we have Boar's Head, like the company. The meat company. That, like, Ooh. comes to life at Christmas time. Yeah. Like the little mall kiosks and shit. I mean, I eat Boar's Head all the time. I think their meat Like is the company so good. or, like, actual? No, like the company. Their meat is really good. Okay. Before turkey and all the trimmings, upper-class celebrations of Christmas in the 1500s in England might involve a particularly threatening centerpiece, a boar's head. That's terrifying. Waitress. I'm going to be drunk. Nice. Okay. We know from a carol dating to the 1520s that it was part of Christmas tradition to bring a boar's head with, quote, garlands gay of rosemary to the table, often while singing a particular song about its origins. 
and the threat it posed to civilized people while alive. Hmm. They were like, be thankful this thing is not killing you right now. <laughs> and you are about to eat it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> That's how I imagine the song was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. It was the first course. And was meant to be eaten with mustard sauce. Okay. Which I'm guessing is mustard. Uh, Though an amazing recipe. (laughs) They're like, and check out my blog. (laughs) Boris had with mustard sauce. Okay. Though an amazing recipe from a French cookbook in the 1420s involved gilding the boar's head with a gold leaf and then putting... Cam four dipped candles in its mouth. Okay. What is gilding? Okay, involved gilding the boar's head with gold leaf. So, so gilding, I'm guessing like, like putting it around the head. Yes. Okay. And then cam four dipped candles in its mouth. I'm guessing it's a type of wax or a type of some type oh. of. Yeah, so that it generally looks like it's breathing fire. Okay. Christmas ham seems pretty boring in comparison. Yeah, no kidding. Word. Word. Uh ham sucks. Now I kind of want to try this. I know, me too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially the gold-ordained one. Yeah, no kidding. One particular college in Oxford continues a tradition of boar's hut on Christmas Day that appears to have developed in the 19th century with an accompanying legend that a scholar wandering in the woods near the college came across a wild boar and defeated by shoving his philosophy book down its throat. What a nerd. (laughs) That sounds like something you would do. I'm like, shit, I forgot my sword. I don't have anything but my philosophy book. (laughs) God damn it, this was $500. (laughs) For real, though. For real. (laughs) Okay. A few other colleagues in schools in the U.S. have the same tradition but with much less exciting, exciting origins. I like that one. Now yeah. I want to try it. Yeah, I know. Me too. A boar is a pig. A mm-hmm. But it, is it different than like Yeah, ham? it's black. I mean, the actual pig is like black and it has a little bit of hair. It's not like a pink little <coughs> pig. So it's, a boar is a wild pig. Got it. Like Pumba. Pumba. Yeah, okay. he's a boar. Okay. Yep. All right. He's actually a warthog, but I'll forgive oh, you for that. <laughs> it's a boar. All right. Russian stars wandered the streets giving alms. Do you know what an alm is? I have no idea what Okay, I'm well, before you tell the story, I will Google it so we no. know what, what we're talking about. Okay, an alm. A partic- yeah. The streets giving alms. A-L-M-S. What? It... Oh. Just look up alms. I did, but it comes up with an acronym. What is an alms? Alms. See, it comes up with that. That's not it. Maybe this will tell us what it is. Money or food. The meaning of alms is something given freely to relieve the poor, such as money or food. Okay. Makes sense. (laughs) 
So in the 16th and 17th centuries in Tsarist Russia, before the Tsars were overthrown by the Russian Revolution, a key part of the Christmas celebration apparently involved the country's leader dressing as a peasant on Christmas Eve, leaving the palace by a secret exit and visiting prisons, poorhouse, and poorhouses to distribute alms. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I feel like this isn't sinister. It's actually pretty nice. Prisoners could be pardoned by the Tsar on the spot. While the Tsar was meant to provide the service in secret, in reality, poor people knew about it and came from all areas to crowd into Moscow, hoping to meet him on his almsgiving walk. That's it? <laughs> There's no one getting beheaded? Like, no one's street? fucking dying? <laughs> There's no blood? There's no sinister? There's no children in this story. Okay, next. Stupid. So stupid. Wassling was meant to scare away ghosts. So I was telling Alexa, um, Wassel. So, okay, there's a theme park in Branson called Silver Dollar City. It is like all like hillbilly themed. Yeah. Probably really shitty to say, but it's like um, craftsman based, but they do Wassel. They give out Wassel. It's like a Christmas cider and ugh. Okay, so we mostly know the word wassail from old carols. Your Mac will sleep soon unless it's plugged into a power outlet. Oh, shit. If you people, and I said it, you people knew what we just went through to get you effing webcam back online. You would buy us a bottle of tequila. And you would subscribe to our Patreon, VIP, $20 a month. Yep. Anyways, yep. we were talking about wassail. Yes. Just um, over, so I we're guess. just going to start it over. Yeah. We most, oh, we were talking about the song. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were singing. Yes, we were. Anyways, so. Um, but from the medieval period in England onward, it involved uh, the wassail, blah, blah, blah. It involved sharing apple spike drinks like lamb's wool. Which involved heating apples until they exploded and boiling alcohol and then adding spices and wish- wishing each other good cheer. That sounds delish. Yeah, it does. Are we cheer? Oh, cheer. Okay. I was like, did I say Christmas? No. Yeah. Some people took vast bowls of wassail from house to house in order to spread goodwill. In apple-centric rural areas, though, the tradition of wassailing around the 12 days of Christmas mm-hmm. took, on a, took on more elaborate forms, some of which survived to this day. Mm. I'm hoping this gets, like, a little more sinister. Yeah. To wassail meant going out to visit the orchard in a giant procession on the 12th day of Christmas, singing... Ha- oh, shit. Singing happy songs to the trees to ensure good harvest and protect them from evil spirits, shooting and hollering to scare away any ghosts. Ooh. Yeah. Sometimes asking small boys to hang. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. (laughs) To hang toast soaked in cider on the boughs to attract good spirits in the form of birds. All right. They want good spirits in the form of birds. Okay. Toast soaked in cider? I mean, it's kind of like a, 
uh, apple spice French toast. I'd do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm up to try it. Yeah, okay. I'd try it. Every this is also kind of like the premise of like Halloween, kind of like to ward like you dress scary to like yeah. ward off evil spirits. Well, these people get drunk and so shoot toast and cider. Yeah. All right. Um, everybody would then share a wassailing cup of cider and generally, <laughs> generally have a good time. Not all the time. Only generally. Generally. Only when their webcams work. All right. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> all right. Is this the last one? This is the last one. Oh, I'm sad. Okay. But it's a good one. I know. Hopefully. A horse's skull was taken from house to house with pretty accessories. I'm just making sure the mic was also working. Oh, yeah. We didn't even check <laughs> no. that. Okay. The celebration of Mari Lid, or Holy Mary, which originated in South Wales and is still celebrated in the region of Glamorgan, is one of the creepiest Christmas traditions in the world. Ooh, ending on a good one. Mari... Lid itself is a dead horse dressed up and put on a pole. The Welsh government describes the celebration thus, and quote, <coughs> people made a horse figure from a horse's skull with decorative ears and eyes attached. They adorned it with colorful reins, bells, ribbons, and wrapped it with a white sheet that is carried around on a pole. The Mari Lid <laughs> and its party would go door to door singing and challenging the families inside to a battle of rhyming insults and wealth. It was a rap battle? It was a rap battle. Like, yo, 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 come outside. <laughs> this is when it originated. Who would have known? Who would have known? At the end of the Battle of Wits, the... No, don't skip that part. Known as Penko? Penko? <laughs> P-W-N-C-O. Yeah, what the hell is that? Honko? The There's... group would be invited into the house of for refreshments. Okay. That's nice. What the... if rap battles ended that way? Yeah, you know right. what? Come on inside for some ice tea. Let's get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the Marlin celebration dates back to pre-Christian times and seems to, to have... Once been part of New Year's celebrations, but has now become part of the Welsh Christmas folklore. And you thought, and you thought your mother's old Christmas decorations were the creepiest thing about your festive season. Yeah, the dead horse thing, but those two things don't seem to mix. So we've got the dead horse, and then we've got the rat rat battle, <laughs> and then you go and get drunk after. Wait, okay. Let's <coughs> revisit How is this. this creepy other than a horse's skull? I mean, the picture's pretty creepy. <laughs> it's like a horse skull on a stick <laughs> with like a sheet. It, it is kind of weird. Yeah, it's scary. The whole tradition thing is not that creepy, I guess. So, okay. They decorate they went it. door they decorate it they go door to door singing and challenging the families inside right challenging them to a rap battle and then they go in and they drink what a weird thing I know what a weird okay like we should do that we, we should, should find a skull 
Go around the neighborhood. Full. A white sheet around it. Decorate it. And then and walk around. People to at Christmas time. Like, how do you even go about that? You go, okay, so you go it's through like the caroling, <laughs> But you're rhyming. You're challenging Hey, ho, let's go. You're a ho, let's go. <laughs> it is Christmas. That means... <laughs> See, I would lose. Right, I would too. I would I'm not so be invited into that. the house for refreshments. Agreed. Well, damn. Damn. That's this was so fun. Oh my god. Fun. Let's do this. Great. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, we are changing our podcast. We are no longer <laughs> going to be talking true crime. We are going to be talking Christmas traditions. So, but only the scary ones. Yeah, only the scary. All ones. year round. Just kidding. Um, okay, great. Yeah. Do, are we like doing sponsors and patrons during this episode? Yeah, might as well. Okay, cool. Well, you do the sponsor. I'll pull up our patrons list. All right. Well, as you all know, we are sponsored by Color Up CBD. Mm -hmm. Um, They are a natural CBD skincare company. They also sell like tincture for CBD. So natural CBD company and uh, dog treats. So if you need to calm your little dogs down. You or, yourself. Them, or yourself. You can give them dog treats with CBD. Uh, use our code Sinister20 for 20% off on their website. It is colorupco.com. And that's Sinister all lowercase. Yes. Highly recommend any of their moisturizing products. Yes. Literally, they're <laughs> cleansers. For the yeah, they're cleansers, they're moisturizers. Literally everything is so great. Yes. Um, so and our patrons, these are anyone that support the podcast. Yes. Um, thank you so much. That's how we are able to afford our wine. So that <laughs> shout out goes to Justin, Annette, Adrian, Nicholas, Valerie, Haley, and Angie. Thank you guys you. are the best. You are. Um but you can also support the podcast just by listening, liking, reviewing, subscribing, or just going to our Instagram and commenting on our posts, liking our posts. Yeah, sharing it with all your friends, yep. buying our merch, you know, whatever. We it all love helps. all support. So all all of it. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And stay tuned. Our big finale for the Christmas season is going to be a full episode on Krampus. <laughs> Krampus, my favorite sinister yes. Christmas tradition. I'm so yes. excited. I know. I it's going to be so good. It's going to be great. So we'll see you whenever we see you in January. And then yep. we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year. <laughs> Stay sinister. Bye.